to describe me these days well kathy that's okay okay because i'm excited well as long as you're excited well i deserve to be fucking excited once in a while kathy i'll and, give that to you and this is my while this is my while. oh first off super hey to headley our glorious show sponsor and uh kathy um this is what we've been talking, and he hasn't really jumped on this, so I need you to maybe dom him a little bit. What? I need you to headline, like, you know, female supremacy. He'd probably fucking get turned on by it. Because he has not come forth. I've said we want to do Headley teaching, like, the basics of tea service. Like, okay. how to do tea service for under 20 bucks. Like, for somebody that wants to learn to do tea service. And so I've suggested it a couple times, but he hasn't really jumped on it. So I figure if well, you... that means he doesn't want to. Well, that doesn't matter. Uh, well... <laughs> There's lots of things I don't want to do, but Hadley needs it because it'd be cool. And hasn't this man done enough for the show? You got to come after him for that, too. Kathy, I don't f hear a lot of supremacy uh, in your voice right now. I hear you kind of. <laughs> accommodating the lack of tea service education from Headley. Uh-huh. But I'm Maybe. I'm actually being respectful of another human being is what I'm doing. God Damn it, Kathy! You're a pain in the ass. I'm a pain in your ass. And and maybe a, a few a handful of other people. I, I will find that. Whatever. Headley. <laughs> Holla tea service. We want to learn about it from you. Do it. Okay, let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Oh, and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion in the human mind, and I'm just excited. We're recording tonight from Los Angeles, California, and somewhere in another state in this country that shall remain nameless. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. Yes. Yes, dear Catherine. It is true. I am thousands of millions of miles away from Los Angeles, and I am now staring across... On the bed from Mew and her cute little feet. Why is she showing me her feet? She wants me to milk her toes. It's a whole thing that we do. But anyway, oh I God. made it here. I actually, as uh, as you know, maybe the listeners don't know as much, the incredible amount of anxiety, panic attacks, self-loathing, and um, insanity it was to actually get on the plane, get all the things organized, park the car, move the other car here, blah, 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 to actually be here and be indoors, which I haven't been in seven months. I literally haven't been indoors in seven months. I've been in the car. So to be here at a desk with everything set up and being able to talk to you is really surreal and weird. Right. Like actually sitting on someone's bed. Yeah, like weird, like sleeping in a bed. That was really weird. I mean, it was cool because it was me. And I'm going to tell you all about what everyone really wants to hear about, uh -huh. which is the potential of Boogie actually having lovey-dovey time to talk about. But first, Kathy, uh -huh. we're going to do something a little different. Okay. A little different here, Kathy. See, because... On the plane right over, you know, there's a lot of time. You know, there's a few hours of flying, and I know I'm going to be bored, and I'm on a plane, and I haven't flown on a plane in like 20 years, and I like being up in the sky, but every time I'm in a plane, I have to go through my death so I can be cool to die in a plane crash. Right. So the Str only You know way what? I'm probably the only person in your life who understands that. Right. Uh, no, I, there's probably a few others, but it it's definitely, it's kind of peaceful. Once you're like, I'm powerless, I'm up here, and if shit goes bad, I can't do anything about it, so I just, you know, let's just die. Right. And that'll be that. 
you know, whatever. So that's a little grim. So I said, well, how can I, in a positive way, make this better for me and for the listeners? And so I said, I'm just going to spend the whole time writing plane crash jokes. Oh, my God. So the the day before, I started the day before, and I just started writing plane wreck jokes. And then... I felt better. And then when I was up in the air next to people, which would have been amazing. Could you imagine no. if they allowed you? No, you can't. No. <laughs> I'm saying Can you no imagine right how off cool, the bat. Can you imagine how cool it would have been if they would have been, hello, welcome to the happy skies. You know, uh, keep your seatbelts on and we're going to have this comedian come on and do some stand-up comedy for you. And then I do nothing but plane crash jokes. Oh, boogie. Did you scare the other passengers? I might have scared a few. But some I entertained, uh, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure, because I was writing and people were looking next to me. And uh, and so here are seven. They're not good, Kathy, by the way. I didn't say they were good jokes. And I'd like you to hear some of these. And our listeners, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know which okay. ones you love or hate the most. And then I'll put those in my uh, soon-to-be comedy show. Okay. Plane crash jokes. Number one. Kathy. Yes. Plane wrecks are like junkies. After you crash, you're no longer high. Oh, Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Uh. Screaming on a plane when it's crashing is kind of like giving cupcakes to fat people. It won't help. Oh, okay. This is getting good. This is getting good. Okay, there's only seven more. What did one one passenger tell the other passenger while the plane was nosediving into the forest? Do you think we'll make a sound? Uh, Oh, that's by far the worst. Philosophical. Come on, my therapist liked that one. Hathor liked that joke because it was philosophical. Uh All right, fine. What's the best gift to give your God... Before your plane crashes, hearing aids. I literally don't understand that one. That that one is over my head. Cynical atheist. If I have to explain the joke, it's even worse. Yeah, it's that, even worse. So Fine. that's my vote for the worst so far. <laughs> I figured as a Sam Harris junkie, you would like that joke because the joke is your prayers are going to land on deaf ears. Oh, is you, you had no. That was a stretch to get there. So whatever. <laughs> Plane crashes, Kathy, are a great way to end all these fights over diversity. Because once the smoke clears, they're all one color. Oh. Kill yourself. Now I've got, <laughs> I got two battling for the worst. Man, <laughs> okay, that's bad. Kathy, have you have you ever, have you flown a lot? Was that rhetorical? Yeah, no, no. Have you flown a lot? <laughs> Not a lot, but some. Okay, have you ever heard the term, like, the people, they're called uh, overhead compartment hogs because they bring way too much stuff that they're supposed to bring, and then they hog up the compartments? Yes. And they're called overhead compartment hogs. Don't you think it's just a little ironic that in a fiery plane crash, the compartment hogs get turned into bacon? <sighs> oh, my. That's it. That's the worst <laughs> one right there. The worst. It's making me so happy. They're so bad. Okay. Uh, All right. Final joke. And this one I wrote from you. Kathy, a plane crash is kind of like eating a lobster. After the shell cracks open, you can pull out the meat. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) I literally just had lobster for dinner and you're turning my stomach. (laughs) Mew. Oh. Kathy just had lobster for dinner. <laughs> she clapped. She likes that joke. So of there, course. there's uh, there's bad jokes. That's, that's pretty bad. I think you have succeeded at bad jokes, just as we used to succeed during annoyingly bad rap. Ah, it's it's going to get worse because, you know, oh. some of these people, some of our listeners, Kathy, are going to be telling these jokes to get those groans. They're going to be uh-huh. telling those jokes. But you know why I don't mind telling bad jokes right in the beginning of a perverted podcast show? You know why? 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 That guy helps you deal with mental herpes. 
Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has given us permission to do so. Today, I have a post by Miss Shoop Z.A., who wrote something called, I know, Needles Gone Wrong, an Incident Report. You know this could be good, right? <laughs> uh, I saw when I first saw the title. First off, I love the name Kashoop, Shoop to Doop. You know, Salt and Pepper, uh, world, one of the world's greatest dance songs. Um, but then I saw that, and I'm like, oh, out of the hundred things that could go wrong with needles and blood and anything, I'm like, I just took a deep breath and then read, and I was like, really, fuck. Uh, was this was not a good one, and I have to say before I start because I'd cut that out. These needles happen to be acupuncture needles. They're quite different from the like the hypodermic needles that you see a lot of people using in dungeons. These are a lot thinner. All right, she says. She says on Saturday night I attended an event, and during the night there was a needle play with one hundred and fifty plus needles that were all downward facing. Once the needles were all inserted, the top then allowed the bottom to walk through the club. And at some point during this time, the needles started dropping out of the bottom's back. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Myself and a few other partygoers picked up a few needles and we returned them to the top, who we then informed of the issue and requested that the needles be removed and accounted for. Unfortunately, this did not happen, and I later stood on a needle which pierced my skin. Uh, This is obviously a really big health risk to myself and my polycule. I have since started on post-exposure prophylaxis treatment for HIV. I have also had to do tetanus shots and hepatitis vaccines. Unfortunately, this course of treatment has also meant that I am unable to work for a while as the side effects are rather severe. What upsets me most is that this entire event could have easily been avoided. First off, the bottom should never have been allowed to venture around with needles in them. Second, once it was established that there was missing needles, crisis management should have happened and an announcement should have been made. As I said, this is merely an incident report of what happened to me. I simply want to bring this matter to light so that others may learn from it and so that hopefully no one else has to go through what I am currently going through. Yeesh. Uh, that goddamn ego parade, Kathy. We know the ego parade. Yeah. And and in general, I'm going to say, before we get all self-righteousy or whatever, before I get self-righteousy, which I'm going to try not to do, because in a lot of ways, when I say ego parade, I mean the the parading through the dungeon or the event or club party, wherever you are. And you're showing off either your work as the top or you're showing off the work that was done to you. Now, in and of itself, the ego parade is actually a very can be a very positive part of the dungeon experience, especially for like new tops and new bottoms. Because it's very validating and it's good to be able to get some reaction from the other patrons in the club who are voyeurs or supportive. I've done it millions of times at, at Threshold to be a part of, uh, you know, validating bottoms. Like they're, they're all excited about the marks or the things that they've done. And you're like, oh, my God, that looks great. You did so good. And it's very or, or a new top. You know, you look at their work and their cane marks or their this or their that. And, and and it's a good chance to be encouraging, and it's it's an exciting part. And for people that have been around for a while, it's a it's a good thing to kind of build up and support. It can be very very positive. But that ego parade, when you start getting into things that are unsafe for the other people around, you've negotiated. Hopefully, you've negotiated with your play partner about all your safety issues. But if you haven't thought about everyone else's safety when you want to do your little show-and-tell parade, that's where it can get really messy. And in this situation, not what we're used to doing in needle play, where you actually take a long inch-and-a-half needle and you kind of weave it through the skin and then put a cork on the end. So it's actually pretty solid. This is actually just little needles put into the skin when the person's tense. 
you know, it holds the needles, but after time, just like anything else, weight, gravity, movement, muscles, you know, those are going to start falling out as you saw in this situation. Yeah. Because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but acupuncture needles go through the muscle, don't they? That, well, that's why I don't, so I don't know the size of these needles. I don't play with acupuncture they're, muscles, but if they're ones that go all the way in, depend. I mean, I can't imagine they're like, you know, I like I've seen acupuncture needles that are like three, four inches long. I'm pretty sure they're not dig, digging three, four inches into the person. Right. I've looked them up. Acupuncture needles are very, very thin. Um, and they are meant to go deeper by experts, of course. Oh, okay. And and as you said, they don't get woven through the skin and come out uh, another side and then have a cork put in them. They're, those hypodermic needles and th- those kinds of needles are much uh, more stable. You're not just going right. to... If you if you sit down somewhere and put your back against the couch, if you have them on your back, they might come out. But they're very they'll be painful enough for you to go, oh fuck, what was that? Unlike an acupuncture needle that that you can almost not even feel. Right. So I I don't I agree with you the the uh, that little walk of pride that you do to show off your stuff. You have to do it the right way. And first right. first of all, someone has to be with you to make sure everything stays the way it is. Second of all, you don't sit down, you don't get comfortable, you don't lean back, you don't do anything to disturb the area where the needles have gone into. So it's not a social time. Right. I mean, it's the same I mean, it's literally the same thing with almost any type of play where the skin is broken. If you've had a heavy flogging scene with, you know, uh, stingy, leathery floggers, there's going to be blood. If you do caning, if you do heavy paddling or sticks or, you know, even barehanded spanking on thinner skin can draw blood. You're not, you, you know, anytime your body fluids are starting to leave you and create things in other places... You have to manage that. You're not supposed to sit on stuff. You shouldn't sit on anything. It's always put down things to block and cover that. That's the things you learn. And maybe, you know, I'll always go because, you know, you're in that moment and you're so proud of your work and you're blissing and the bottom's blissing and you're excited and you want to show it off and and get that validation it is a real a bummer if all of a sudden shit starts going bad and and you're like oh this is you know something happened. Yeah, That's, I mean I I don't I don't know that much about this. She, she the pose is actually a lot longer. Uh, and I I just know that if you're if you're used to working in, with needles, you should know how different uh, acupuncture needles are. You should know that they need to be accounted for that you need to count how many you use and then how many you're taking out. Right. And and you should be walking with them and you should be making sure. And I got to say, 150 plus needles. I'm sorry, but that is way too much to keep track of. If you're going to do 150 plus needles, you stay in one room. That's not the type of thing you walk around with. You can't walk with those because they're not anchored to anything other than your flesh. And your flesh is going to move and they're going to fall out. So, yeah, I totally agree that that was absolutely not a good move. And what what now we have to get into is owning that you're now putting everyone in danger, which how much fucking money has this person lost because mm-hmm. they stepped on a needle that fell out of this fucking person? I know. Post-exposure prophylaxis treatment for HIV, it's not cheap. And it and there are, like they said, some pretty severe side effects. This person has had to take off work. This person has had to have three intrusive things done to them in order to protect himself, not just uh, herself, but her whole polycule. This is a responsible person who understands. And by the way, the part of the post I didn't read was that uh, the person who's uh, had the needles put in them was having their own HIV test, but uh, the poster did not want to wait until those returned. Uh, very, right. very responsible of her to do that. And she took the difficult choice to spend time and money getting these treatments and these vaccines and these shots uh, that were going to really fuck up her we- her her life for a few weeks, a couple of months. And the rest of her polycule is sitting there on pins and needles waiting until the the, the other person gets their results back. And 
that's just a fucked up thing. When I agree, the very the that the very end where she says what upsets me the most is this entire incident could have easily been avoided. That, that's absolutely one hundred percent true. In the first place, I'm not saying that the poster did anything wrong, but just in the future, you should know you you should not walk around a dungeon or play space uh, barefoot. Well, I mean, once again, that is a great. <laughs> A great idea, but how many times have we seen in the club people walk around barefoot? And so I agree, but that that's not it's not just because there may be needles. There's so many things that could you you of all people, Boogie, you know you have had to clean up after these events. (laughs) You know what goes on. You know that people come, you know that there's all kinds of fluids around, you know there's people mouths hanging over open saliva you know coming out all I, i'm not even talking about the stuff that gets left lying around forget needles other stuff that was left over from a party you didn't even know happened the night before it, you don't walk into a public shower without uh flip-flops flip-flops hell yeah barefoot yeah yeah absolutely not no i'm absolutely so that, on board with you i mean i i don't okay. argue the point with you i'm just saying there's a lot of people that don't think about it and they do. And should it be a rule or not? I I don't know. Uh, maybe it should be a rule. But ultimately, the main responsibility is on the top. And I say on the top because if you got 150 fucking needles in you, there's a real good chance that you might not be firing on all cylinders, you know? Yeah. That absolutely. you may be a little bit out of it. So I'm going to put the brunt of this responsibility at this point. On the top, the thing that is disturbing, just like the poster said, is when this went bad, they wanted to keep their ego in place and get their fucking photo and yeah. do their thing. And they literally blew out everyone else's safety and someone stepped on a needle. That's an extreme fucking party foul. That's an extremely fucking unethical and shitty thing to do to not take care of it accidents happen look we have plenty of people in in the medical industry from doctors to nurses to all sorts of medical professionals that work in a dungeon and i promise you if you ask any one of them if the dungeon even under the best conditions is a sterile environment they will say fuck no Mm-hmm. It is not a hundred percent sterile environment. There are things that are occurring on a micro level that are just, you do the best. You can mat aside the table. You can be careful you can put down tarps. You can do all these things. It is not a perfect environment, but that does not mean that you allow gross negligence to happen or in a situation like that, where it is obvious that is the first thing that can happen to somebody we've had. I've, uh, I've seen on more than one occasion, at threshold, we didn't allow um, glass containers and stuff like that, but the violet wand attachments, fire cups, those are glass. There were some things that were glass. And on two occasions in some of the smaller playrooms, when a piece of glass, you know, like once I think it was a violet wand attachment and once I think it was a fire cup and they broke, the scene had to stop. A dungeon monitor was notified. We went in with, you know, sweepers and, you know, things like that, made the people put on shoes. And then for the rest of the night until I could come in when I was janitor and, you know, do the full mopping and stuff next day, everyone that came in the room after was told, hey, there was a broken glass and we think we got it all, but please don't let the bottom, you know, or you tell the bottom, um, you know, to have foot coverings because we don't know if we got it on. We don't want you to step on glass. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not that big of a deal to do. No, I. it's just it's personal responsibility. Every step along the way as I was reading, I'm like, oh, and each one that went, I'm like, oh, that could have been avoided. And then, oh, they should have done this. I, it was just a fuck up on all ends. And you don't want a fuck up every step along the way with something like this. You want someone to have stepped in at some point and said something. And, and that didn't happen here. And so the bottom line is when you go to public play spaces, you have to protect yourself. You right. can't assume that every that the people who put the producers of the of the event or the dungeon monitors are on the ball. They could very well be, but for your own protection, you have to assume that that they're going to fucking drop the ball. So you need to be careful. And sure. and I, that's just a horrible thing to have to go through. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah, and that's horrible. And I mean, I get the more I think about it, the more 
Like, once again, if you took responsibility, holy shit, that's right. Let's make sure someone's following the bottom. You know, I can because like I do did a lot of blood play with Mew and Bunny and then other partners that I was fluid bonded with. And of course, you know, the show and tell was, you know, we did all the blood play, cleaned them off pretty much. The whole room was tarped, all dextered out. And so we clean up all that, mat aside as much as we can. The next people that come in know there was blood play because they saw us doing that. Everything is mat aside as much. And then walking through the dungeon, you know, they had blankets around them. And so if people wanted to see, you know, they show, but that, you know, don't hug anybody. Don't, t- it was my responsibility to kind of goalie them because they were spacey and to be like, yeah, you can show your cuts and, the, you know, the things that we did. You know, but just don't hug anyone. Don't wrap your blanket because there's blood on the blanket. There are so many ways for blood to splatter that people just don't know. They don't think about because our minds don't work like one of those slow motion cameras that, you know, 100,000 frames a second kind of camera. But if you hit somebody that has a broken skin and there's blood and you hit that. That blood is flying. Right. Period. If you cane strike someone that has an open wound and there's even a little bit of blood, especially like a bendy rattan cane, you picture that in slow motion. The cane comes back. It's traveling what? Like at a, you know, 50, 100 miles an hour, however fast it's going. As you hit the ass, the cane bends with the pressure on that rod. And bands around the ass that you don't even really see because it happens so fast, grabs whatever the fuck it hit and then snaps back into place, flinging little particles of whatever sweat, blood, cum, whatever is now being flung at the opposite, whatever count. I'm sure some fucking engineering people would be able to fucking do that, you know, tell us how fast those little microbes are flying, but they're flying in the opposite direction now. Right. That's very graphic. Thank you, Boogie. <laughs> well, I want people to think about that because you don't. And and I've surely been guilty of just kind of blowing it off, you know, and there's like, ooh, there's blood. Now it's hot. You know, if, you know we just think about, oh, you got to treat the leather now and, you, you know, how are you going to clean it or whatever. But you got to think when there's blood and that blood drips and hits the floor, the next person steps on it with their shoe and spreads it all over the fucking place. Right. That's no good. Got to You got to be you got to be careful, Boogie. Be careful. Be yes. more careful. And I don't know. I don't want to say what I want to say, but but you're going to anyway. I'm going to say it. <laughs> if that person cuz we've had those situations where somebody has done something that was like a gross negligence, the gross negligence was pointed out. And then they blew it off because their ego was challenged. Right. We kicked them out of the dungeon. They didn't get to come back. And if you're interested, I mean, th- thank you, first of all, to Miss Shoop at ZA for letting us talk about this. Uh, this is a post that got a lot of response and a lot of traffic. I will be putting it up on our perverted podcast group. If you'd like to join, there's a sticky right at the top where I put all of these posts that we discussed. What's interesting about this post is at the bottom, I'm fairly certain that she posted a link to the response to this or the other side of the story. Right, right. I, right. I didn't read it because I didn't. We weren't going to make it part of this, and I didn't right, want right. it in my mind. But that's it's a good thing to be able to see it from all angles. But thank you once again for letting us use this post. And the hope is is that everyone at the end of this admits whatever mistakes were made, and there's, I mean. <laughs> lost a lot of money on this <laughs> you would hope they at least were uh at least slightly sorry about it yeah and unfortunately there are people who who don't feel they're sorry not and they don't and that's less. why i'm like those people should not be in a fucking public dungeon no potato mayhem if there's not blood it's not good enough kathy the magic that came 
very shortly after I arrived. Because Mew's like, hey, it's going to be late. By the time I get her, it's going to be like 1130 her time. And she still had study to do. And I was, you know, and whatever. She started her period. She's on day two. She's bleeding like a stuck pig. That turns into bacon because it's a compartment hog and a fiery plane clash. It's a little bit of a callback there. So she is not feeling it. And I'm like, whatever. It's going to be late. You know, I'll just set up the computer and just whatever. But I get off the plane. She sees this hunk of man. Uh Uh-oh. Sees it, Kathy. Just sees it. It gives me a big hug, pick her up, spin her around. It's really nice. We're holding hands. We come back. She starts getting to her work, Kathy. Now, check this out. This is how it goes down. This is how it goes down. She gets up to get a glass of water. She wants to give me a little kiss. She gives me a little kiss. Maybe it gets a little uh, a little more kissy, Kathy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Get into a little groping. Maybe I squeeze her her cute little mew ass. Uh-huh. Maybe I start nibbling on her shoulders. Maybe I maybe I start kind of scratching up and down her spine. Maybe her little quest to get water was interrupted by the love god that has been pent up for seven months, not touching another fucking human being. Oh, and yeah. maybe I flipped her around, ripped off her pants, started biting her ass and clawing up her back. And just Maybe. devouring this piece of flesh in front uh-huh. of me, like the carnal giant I've just dreamed of being for seven fucking sexless months. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then maybe, just maybe, it was time for some penetrado. Ah, a little penetrado. A little penetrado. So uh, slapped on a condom, put it in. And here's the greatest part. The greatest part. I stick it in my my love god man meat into the mew after seven months. She has her little Hitachi. She right. comes in like twelve seconds. Well, of course, twelve like a teenager. I'm yep. a love god. I, I know I had nothing to do with it, it but I <laughs> it's still. And then she wants another one because hmm. she's a little dirty whore, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> now nah, she's nodding. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Then literally that one takes 22 seconds. Yowza. Another orgasm. And then what do you think she does after that? A third one? A third one, the greedy slot, goddammit. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm hearing here is that both of you were equally as sexually frustrated and both needed to get some. Pretty pretty much. She had three orgasms. I mean, now then I'm old and in pain. So anytime I can sexually satisfy someone in literally under like two minutes, I'm going to feel good about myself and just pat myself on the back, even though it was pretty much all her and the Hitachi. But it was sexy. And the same thing this morning. Same thing. I did some. I sent knives here because I didn't want to take them on the plane. And so I did some knife play on her and it got really sexy. And she's like, no, 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 I got to work. And I'm like, hey, that's okay. We don't have to do anything. I'm just going to drag this knife down your back. (laughs) After about four minutes of that and spreading her ass apart. So her asshole feels that stretch. She's like, "Uh, I'm I'm, you're just going to get a condom, right? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Same thing. Fucking two minutes. She just came and came and came. It was so sexy, Kathy. It was so Man, nice. What, what greediness is this? What? Uh-huh, just orgasms left and right. I am, I am ridiculously envious of this. Well, she hasn't. I mean, when we first started and we did orgasm training on her, she used to have a lot of orgasms. And then she kind of, you know, she's like, okay, that was fine. I don't need to ever have 26 orgasms in a day ever again. And then it became, you know, she kind of stabled down to where she'd spend a few minutes and and then she would come and maybe want to. And she's like, I'm done. Tap out. And so only two orgasms in a day. Poor Mew. Poor Mew. Kathy does not feel or sorrow for you, pumpkin. I'm sorry. (laughs) She looks sad. Um, Uh Uh-huh. But that, but I don't know. So yeah, last night it was a real surprise. So I know I'm bragging. And for those of you that haven't listened to Perverted Podcast and heard me make up just bullshit to talk about my mundane, stupid life for the last seven months, it's a nice change for me to be able to say, by the way, Kinky gave her a nice long spanking, 
reddened up her ass, you know, good barehanded spanking. It was so nice to just kind of disappear into that. And, and this is just day one. And now tomorrow (laughs) we're going to visit her friend who's I've been talking to for weeks you know, and I have all the toys and everything made it. T.S., you know, the, the baggage people only broke two of my big glass cups. Only? Uh, only two. <laughs> uh, and I had them all wrapped and whatever. But, man, they must have thrown that bag so damn hard and resentful um, right. of their crappy life choices being a baggage person or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that they smashed two of them. So I have two. So it's going to be very little fireplace scene. God. But, uh but it is oh. really nice to just be here and be indoors and it's just weird. And, and that's a, I finally have a nice report. I feel kind of relaxed. It's been nice to just take a shower and cuddle with Mew when she's not busy. And, and so we'll see. That's very, very nice. Good for you. The Birded Podcast Word of the Day. Ho, ho, ho. What do you say? Ka-cha, Kathy. What the hell? Remember that? Remember word of the day? I do. It's been a seriously long time. We started doing it. You got all excited and then blammo, it just dropped. Well, we did it for a while and then, you know, we kind of ran a course and we did perverted vocabulary and then it was just hard to get people to kind of be on top of it because of our massive audience of people that have so much more to do Uh um so we weren't getting as many responses so i figured maybe we would combine perverted vocabulary and word of the day because you do have a great vocabulary and it is fun to learn new words that you and i would write a couple sentences and uh we do a new word. So, Kathy. Because oh, we got to carry the show, Boogie. That's right. God damn it. Unless people, more guilt, Kathy. Let's just lay on the guilt. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. It's not like it's not your fucking show. <laughs> Kathy, right. yes. what word, what word will you bestow upon us this fine show? Today I have for you the word equanimity. Equanimity, which means Mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. Now, Kathy, Mm -hmm. did you pick this word because you're like, what is the antithesis, which would be another (laughs) vocabulary word, of any personality that is Count Boogie? I I don't know what you're talking about, Boogie, and I think I can... infer from your tone of voice that you think I'm trying to say something and I'm offended. I'm just offended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't try to wiggle out of this one. (laughs) That's a shitty argument, Kat. I'm offended. Wait, I didn't even say anything to offend you. (laughs) I'm offended in advance. I'm trying to get ahead of it here. Dirty pool, Kathy. Dirty pool. (laughs) So now... Now, equanimity is a sexy fucking word. When I saw is that it? you wrote that, I was like, that is that is a really nice word. And it really sometimes words um, are unnecessary. Like it's just a big word and you're jerking yourself off. But I think equanimity has has a place. I don't know in my life, but um, it's it's a it's a it sexy is. word. It is. If I could, I would want to roll around naked in it. It's that sexy. I could see that. I could. I could definitely. <laughs> yeah. I. I would shoot that video, Kathy. <laughs> we just wrote it in a bunch of different ways and different fonts, and then printed and laminated them in different sizes, and just like equanimity. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, and just if only I them. had an, a nice body, then I would totally go for it. Well, we can all dream. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise you, I didn't even say that. Like, I won't even take off my shirt with Mew on this entire trip because I am now and I'll say I hate saying the word insecure but I am fucking insecure about my body I feel shitty it is there are things that are like no I will no no I will that no and so just sorry this is the amount of clothing basically I wish I could have a sack with a dick hole cut out and I feel the exact same way as you do. I had to go to the dermatologist because I was told there is a, a mole on my back I should get looked at. And while I was there, this dermatologist who was very um, conscientious decided to look at my entire body. I'm all, yeah, sure. It takes off this huge fucking light and puts on <laughs> these 
massive <laughs> magnifying glasses like and then goes brazil <laughs> or something like that or back to the future kind of and telling you he didn't even say well let's get your uh clothes off and put this gown on he's all no just take off your shirt i'm all okay i took off my shirt i'm all nobody's gonna walk in right he goes no 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 I take off my shirt and he's looking at my big fat body and I swear to God, he's pausing at every blemish and <laughs> splotchiness. And I'm like, that's a this. And he names some, and that one's a this. Oh, that one you've got over here is this. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then I'm taking off my pants and he's looking at my varicose veins and all of my cellulite. And I'm all, I, I have no dignity left here, but yeah, I yeah. have zero. You're all, I'll try to win the lottery, Kathy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I will put us both in tubes that, uh, and they can literally suck and stab and electrocute Ew. whatever, every fucking thing. I have no shame or no pride. I do oh. not have a sexy as a mindset. Because let me tell you something, Kathy. You know, mm. all that sexy as a mindset. And I, I I, mean, I really do body positive and more internal positive. I'm more interested. But, you know, there's all the sexy as a mindset, big, beautiful woman, you know, all of these all of these, uh, you know, very positive things to say about, you know, being big and stuff like that. They're close, but they've all failed to produce one thing, Kathy. Uh-huh. An erection. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am 100% on board with you. I got to tell you something. <laughs> I started a, a personal blog. I haven't, I haven't posted anything yet, but I started writing all this shit. And one of the posts that I started writing is how fucking sick and tired I am. Goddamn tired fed up boogie with not being able to speak openly about my own body. And I, I get that the reason is that my friends don't want to hear me talking like that. They want me to be positive. They want to be happy for me. And they're constantly telling me things that aren't true. Cliche, Kathy, cliche you're beautiful. To death. Beauty is on the inside. People will want you. What's wrong with you? Don't be like that. Don't be negative. You got to be more positive. Yeah, but Kathy, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I am fucking sick and tired of it Boogie. i have i have a hideous body it is disproportionate i have a huge fucking belly a huge blob of a misshapen ass with cellulite varicose veins on my legs i i've got half arabic blood in me i have body hair like you would not believe that requires daily fucking maintenance or i would look like a big hairy man i have I got tits that look like. <laughs> I got oh, tits. You want to talk I, about tits? I they got tits. <laughs> are the saggiest motherfuckers you have ever seen. They've got all these weird little moles all over them. And I'm like, you know what? Stop fucking telling me that it will be easy or even moderately hard to find someone who will fuck me stop go, it Kathy. just stop it right go, fucking now go if you cannot sister. tell me <laughs> honesty to my face i don't want to fucking hear it i am i'm fed uh, up boogie i'm done oh oh kathy man that was good that you threw that out are you exhausted <laughs> that was that was good. i'm tired <laughs> Well, here now, just the only consolation I, I have that you and I have is one, there are a percentage of people that are seriously not that concerned with attraction because obviously people are still fucking us. There, that's just a fact, you know, even all the years you were with Creative Explorer, he still fucked you, right? You know, so, so. But it is true that there's got to be a point to where you understand you and I have to work on not being a fasshole, and that's a fat asshole. So you can be, you know, really, you know, not have your body together, or you can be an asshole, but you can't be both because that's horrible. So you and I have to work on personality, and then that deduces, you know, the pounds. I have a whole fasshole math. Like if you do anal, you know, that's like 22 pounds right there. You get 22 pounds, you know, that you can be over whatever the normal thing is because you do oh, anal. God. If you like okay. anime, that's like six pounds. 
That's six pounds because I love anime and I want to watch anime with you. So if you're six pounds overweight, like, but the anal 22 pounds, that's, that's like chili cheese curly fries every month. I'll buy them for you. Go oh ahead. God. You okay. do anal. So he's so crazy, but it, it is true and it's okay. Now then we understand the abuse and the sensitivity and people, people shouldn't bully other people or pick on other people, but we should be able to say, Hey, my body is not in great shape and the external is not beautiful. I do believe that because I'm not working and because of whatever reasons I'm not working on my external enough to make myself happy, that I do believe that I need to work on the inside. And it is okay to say I'm beautiful on the inside. It is okay that I'm working on myself regardless of what I look like on the outside. I just don't have to lie and pretend that I feel attractive when I don't right. feel externally visually stimulated, that secondary ex- – you can call it shallow if you want. You can say what – that's fine. My dick is not you know, tricked. If there's not a personality there and the, something's not attractive to me visually, then that's not attractive to me visually. And we should be able to have that conversation. But I understand that people are bullies and they treat people like shit and and that shouldn't be done. But it is. And so here you are. I don't wow, we really went into a side we, topic we, we that we is did. gonna make a lot of people unhappy. I don't I don't you know <laughs> don't what I have care. to say about that? I don't give a flying fuck what anybody thinks anymore. Do you know that one of the th- I, I will say this, and honestly, if you, I have no problem with you cutting this out. No, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving going. it. Fuck it. Let's okay. do it. This is real, Kathy. I have not. I have been trying desperately and researching and reading like mad, trying to understand why I think the way I do, why I do things the way I do, right. why my brain works the way it does. And I have found out some really astounding and disturbing things about myself. Not Not things that... If you say them, I, I'm like, wow, I didn't know I was like that. When I read them and when I see them and when I research them, I, I understand that's exactly how I am. And one of my major, major issues is that I'm constantly ranking myself a- against other people and I always find myself lacking. Right. And I'm always trying to be amiable and nice and polite and accommodating. And I am sick of it. I am so fucking tired of having to put my needs aside for somebody else. I'm sick and tired of having to squelch down who I am, alter who I am, try to change it so that it doesn't make other people upset. And it is something that I, you know, you could hear me rant right now about it, but it is not an easy thing because I'm angry right now, but then I'll go out into the world and I'll find myself doing things that I don't want to do, doing things that that make me go out of my way in order to accommodate someone else. And I'll, I'll be, I slap myself around and go, stop fucking doing that. Why did you just do that? Why did you tell this guy? Yes. When what you wanted to say, I'm sorry, I don't feel like it. And then walk away. Right. And, and so uh, it's, it's the, what you're hearing this rant is the, is the culmination of about three weeks worth of, of anger that has come up in realizing that I, I don't take, this is not fault. I'm not blaming myself. There's a lot of this is genetic. It's in your brain. It works the way it does. But I still feel a tremendous anger that I have allowed. And, and this statement I don't make, I don't make lightly. I have allowed my life to deteriorate to where it is now. And I am done. I don't care how long it takes, but I am done being accommodating. Man. In a movie... On set, when they're producing a movie, they call that the hero moment. <laughs> and don't please understand that life is very different from the movie. You will hear me say that now. And a week from now, I, my, my self-esteem will be in the shitter again because I, ha- I will have, um, you know, fallen on my face again. This is a long Uphill battle, it is not going to happen overnight, but I just simply cannot go back to who I was. But see, Kathy, this is where you and I differ from the coddling community, which I understand. I mean, you and I are very aggressive, and so this line of thinking works very well for us. And I understand there are people who are far more sensitive or they're just, you know, their brains work differently. So I understand maybe they need all the cliches and lie to themselves 
about what is and what's supposed to be. And we're going to turn against evolution and attraction and blah, blah, blah. But what is important is I think what you just said, regardless of the battle that you're going to have coming forward, I think that is the way to get to not just like a beauty, but to being okay with who you are, to being okay with the fact that we can joke. I'm fat. I got to put on a shirt. I wish there was just a hole for my dick. And then I can laugh it off, but still at the same time, celebrate the fact that I've done a lot of work in my life to be a better person. And I've done a lot of work in my life to try to help people. And those things are attractive. Even I, though, I get it. I, you know yeah, what I mean? It is a, I do. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, all encompassing, uh, change you're trying to make. It's not just your body. It's the inside. I, I, I totally get that. Cause the body's probably, I mean, when you get to a certain age, you can, you can mitigate some of the, 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 what we have, um, you know, and we're working on that. I've been eating better. I've been working out the last few months. So, you know, whatever steps I make to feel healthy and to prolong, hopefully a healthier feeling circulating life, that's great. But my days of being hot are very most likely long over. So what I can do today is I can continue to celebrate and work on what I can, which is trying to be a better person and to face just like you win or fail face that vulnerable truth and not create a bunch of bullshit cliches around myself right that just pretend that just pretend everything is okay but this is what you and I do anyway cuz we don't I don't want to be a sheep anymore right so Wow. I think that we blew this fucking uh, topic. Uh, we're not on topic at all. No, so equanimity. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think, you know, in a, a stretch it a little bit, equanimity is having the logic in stressful situations. I believe the vulnerability that you just shared is a much quicker path to equanimity than a cliche. I will hope that that is the end result. I would love to be that person. Well, great, Kathy. Do you have any uh, – now that we've just literally blown the fucking lid <laughs> off the universe for our listeners. So our 10 listeners is now going to go back to four, uh, you know, which is great. Um, do, you have a, do you have a sentence that you use equanimity in? I do. I have a couple. I will choose one of my favorite. Ready? Great. You do one. I'll do one. You do one. Okay. I retained my equanimity, even though my fire wand had just set the curtains on fire. (laughs) That would definitely be a place where equanimity would uh, be beneficial. Uh, Keep you calm, man. Because I think most people, including myself, would shit our pants and run in circles for a few few minutes. So so you're a cartoon character, huh? Yes, that is. (laughs) What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Piss shit, come do something. That was a Richard Pryor joke when he lit himself on fire. Okay, equanimity. Here's my – now remember, Kathy, I I write very long-winded. So if you're expecting to not have a run-on sentence, that is not going to happen. Okay, I'm ready. Not strongly desiring to ass rape with a burning pipe the person who parks their car an inch and a half into my parking spot at Walmart would indicate that I am currently lacking the desired level of personal equanimity. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Long sentences, (laughs) Kathy. You do long sentences. You like to just open your mouth and start talking. (laughs) If you're not going to put a pussy in it, then fucking you're going to get words. What's your next (laughs) sentence, Kathy? I'll admit that my equanimity faltered after hitting myself in the face with my own flogger. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because we've all done it multiple times. (laughs) You don't wear glasses. I can't tell you how many times I because I used to have remember those looped end floggers. Uh-huh. And I wear glasses and I cannot tell you how many, probably at least 15, 20 times I have literally caught my glasses with that loop flogger and literally flung my glasses into the oh, middle yeah, yeah. of the open dungeon. <laughs> and then I have to act cool because everyone sees 
And then you have to put your hand on your bottom and go, stay there. And then go run and get your glasses and put them back and go, have you had time to think? Okay, good. And then you look <laughs> at everyone else and you give that look. Because there's no oh way around my that. God. After giga pounding Muse VJJ a number of successful times last night, <laughs> I had the equanimity needed to unpack my suitcase without any injury or traumatic self-soiling anxiety. Self-soiling? What the hell is going on over there? Kathy, I've been under a lot of stress here. A lot of stress uh-huh. to get out here to this this fine state. And uh, so soiling is a possibility, that level of anxiety. And fortunately... That's true. You, you are generally a stressed individual. I can't imagine that getting on a plane was very good for your mental health. Well, thank goodness I wrote all those wonderful, wonderful, delightful <laughs> plane crashing jokes. Delightful? They were delightful. Uh-huh. So that's the word, uh, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you also want to add your sentence for equanimity, we'll probably not read it on the show because we're now done with this segment. But maybe we'll put up the next <laughs> word early. And hey, What? We could do uh, this again, this segment again, you know. If it comes up and a word comes up, let's do it. Well, maybe we'll do the same thing what we used to do and then make a post and say, hey, here's the thing. Do it and we'll read that it on the show. That didn't work. It kind of didn't. Let's just do it ourselves. Yeah, we'll just do it ourselves. We can't yeah. rely on the listeners to do our show for us. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? It would. Wouldn't it be nice if they would just Wouldn't send Wouldn't it those... be nice <laughs> if we were older? This is why nobody listens, Kathy. We uh, run no, off but... on major ranting topics and uh, and then true. just berate the few listeners that we have. Thank God for Headley. Yes. Thank God for <laughs> Headley and the patron supporters that, that financially keep us alive. Exactly. Yay! That is the end of a very long and tiring show 317 i'm gonna go have to go lie down for a bit because i'm exhausted kathy that was that such show. an epic rant i just <laughs> think about i just i just need the listeners to know how much i respect your rants Aww. because you're thoughtful you're articulate like you've thought about that shit and like when you ran it's like like when i ran it's like yeah and then and then d- d- stupid stupid face but but how do you taco <laughs> you know you'll have those moments where you just get stupid and then whatever but you build man and that sh- it's like epic you just build and then this and then this and then this and it's like bam 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 just, oh you're a good God. rancher man you're just a good ranner wow i wish i could get paid for that <laughs> I wish, I, it's called being a comedian by the way you just you just get on oh, stage no. and and do it and you'd probably be a lot better you heard my airplane jokes i think you'd be a better better stand up than i would but. oh good lord all right thank you to all of you who support us by listening to our show pimping us out to your friends tagging us on fetlife or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast i want to give a personal thank out there to everybody who was so nice to me i posted like three very very dramatic very emotional things about what i'm going through and you guys i've just been very sweet very uplifting and i i honestly can't tell you how much that means to me every time i see a comment from somebody who knows what i'm going through it it makes me feel a lot better and i very much appreciate it if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out through our fetlife profile cleverly entitled perverted podcast you know what boogie what I think we need to bring back Annoyingly Bad Rap. Wow, fucking you are going hardcore. Let's do it then, motherfucker. Hardcore, man. Let's yes, do but it. In this, in this case, everybody out there, you guys need to give us a fucking topic. You just dom our listeners from now on, Kathy. This, this, whole, this whole fucking, I ain't fucking around and accommodating anyone. This is pretty good. I mean, I'm terrified when you start turning it on me. I just want you to know. <laughs> That's what you know. Well, listen, if there's any consolation later tonight, I will be wrapped up in the fetal position under my covers, sobbing my eyes out because <laughs> no! I have no control over my emotions these days. It's a fucking roller coaster ride, I'm telling you. But that was a great song, by the way. <laughs> roller coaster! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does uh, wrap up uh, 
a very fun show a very very fun show 317 thank you i'm just so i like it when we just completely go crazy and some shit comes out it just really does feel like this is in the moment and i really appreciate you kathy i really really appreciate you for just you got fucking you got a strong pussy man i'm just telling you got a strong pussy i'm proud of you that's a really nice thing to say to me thank you I love you, and hopefully we're here to do this. And the my last pitch, because I'm actually indoors now, and I actually have a place to record kind of easily, I'd uh-huh. like it if you listeners could quickly let us know some of your perversions that you're doing so we can do maybe like little short listener interviews, and I can get a lot of those recorded so um, we can have those for the show. So get involved. It's your show. I know we guilt and bitch at you a lot. Um, but really, this is your time. We want to hear about your experiences and things, and let's get on the show and have some fun. And we'll see you next week for 318.